Everybody's looking good. Glad that you're here today. It's going to be an incredible day. Um, band, thank you. I think I could have sung for another 30 minutes and then I would have lost my voice and been dehydrated. Uh, we have everything to celebrate today. It's Easter. Happy Easter. Glad that everyone's here. Yeah, this is a celebration. It's good to see everyone dressed up. Someone said, Aaron, you clean up nicely. Yes, I do. I look good. So this maybe could be the whole message. Just look at me and I clean up. So all right, let's go home. No, we're, we're going to have a great time today. In fact, we wanted to start with this, the video that we showed you. It's a band called um, Staggerford. And I don't know if you were able to hear the lyrics, but I want to give you the lyrics. Here's the lyrics. When it's over, tell me who, who will have won. Dead may be dark, but tomorrow will not be. Dead may be dark, but tomorrow will not be. When it's over, who will have won? Tell me. And as we sit here and we celebrate this, one of the, one of the words that this band was singing was hallelujah. Hallelujah. We even sang it earlier in, in one of the songs that we sing is hallelujah. And if you've grown up in church, maybe it's one of those words where you're like, hallelujah. Very good. I've said it a thousand times. I'm not even sure what it means. Or even as you sit here today, you think, hallelujah, what does this word mean? Well, let me tell you about this word, but I want to tell you about it in a second. I want to welcome you first. Glad that you're here. If you're a first-time guest, there is a response card on your chair, and if you want to fill that out, give us your information and, and uh, let us know that uh, you've, you've come, and we'll put you on an email list and give you updates. Um, but even better than that is we want to tell you about a trip that we have coming up. So we're going to Haiti. We're going to Haiti, and it's going to be in July. And so what are the dates that we're, that we're doing it, April? 10th through 17th, okay? So we're telling you this now because it's coming up in July. So what we want you to do is on your cards, if you're interested in going to the Haiti trip, then on your card, just put, sign me up. Yes, right on. Haiti, whatever you want to put like that, just write that down. And in the back, we have our offering. You can put that in there. And we're going to give you something else to respond to towards the end of this message. But let's get back to the word hallelujah. How many of you have heard this word? Okay. How many of you know what this word means? How many of you think, I kind of know what it means? I sing it a lot. I'm kind of like, okay, right there. Okay, this is hallelujah. It is a transliteration. Wow, isn't that fancy? It's a transliteration into Greek and then into English of two Hebrew words, two Hebrew words. You following along so far? Two, two Hebrew words that have been put into Greek and then put into English Hallelujah, and they mean this, praise ye the Lord. So when we sing hallelujah, it means praise ye the Lord. In fact, Jews, when they were living in the dispersion in a pre-Christian time, this was found in some of their synagogue worship, and it is a call to praise. And so as we sit here and we sing hallelujah, and as this band says hallelujah, it means praise ye the Lord. So that's what hallelujah means. As you encounter it, wherever you go throughout the rest of your life, you'll be able to say, I know what that means. It means praise ye the Lord. And as we sit here today, I think it's fitting that the last words that were sung were hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Well, why? Why is today, why is Easter such a special day? Why is today a day that we say praise be the Lord? 
If you have your Bibles, you can open it up to Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. If you didn't bring a Bible, there's a Bible in, in the rows, or there's a Bible over on the lamp, and so you can grab one of those, and that's our gift to you if you don't own one. But open up to Romans 5, chapter 12. So why do we say hallelujah? Why do we say happy Easter? Why? It's, it's not just the, the fairy bunny hopping down the, the bunny trail. You know, it's not that. Why do we say happy Easter? And why do we say hallelujah? Romans chapter 5, verse 12 says this. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. That's why we sing it. <laughs> that's, that's why we say it. Does it make sense? It's going to make sense in a minute. As we read this, Romans 5 verse 12 says, Sin entered the world through one man and death through that sin. And in this way, death came to all people because all have sinned. This is the beginning of why we sing hallelujah. On, on this side of heaven, on this earthly side, death is painful. Would you agree? Have you ever experienced someone close to you as, or been with them as they've passed away or experienced the loss of a loved one? On, on this side of heaven and on earth, death is painful. I know we're getting deep real quick, aren't we? My, my grandmother passed away a couple years ago, and for the last few years of her life, she lived with my mom and dad, and she lived in a room in, in the basement. And my parents just moved from that house this week and, and moved to Loveland. And as I was there, the last night I was staying in the house, I, I stayed in this room where my grandma had passed away in the basement. And as I was sitting there and I was reflecting and thinking, this is the last time I'm going to be in this room, in this house, and I was thinking about it. Death on, on this side of heaven, on the earth side, is very painful because in that room, you can't wash the death, the death out of that room. That, that will always be grandma's room and, and where she passed away. You can't uh, erase, you can't get rid of the thought of it, the reality of it. The finality of it, death. Death is something that just frightens so many of us as we think about death. And as we read this Romans 5.12, it says that death came to all people because all have sinned. All you have to do is go, go on Google. Just, just go on the internet and, and just start typing in death or something like that. It's going to get really sad really quick. And one of the things that, that I came across this week as I was doing that were two words that I just couldn't get rid of. And one was a whole, blo- a whole website, and the title of it was Soul Pains. Soul Pains. And, 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 it's, and it's specifically, how do we handle the pain of the soul when we lose someone that's close to us? Soul Pains. Another one was death stories, and it's where people could go and, and they could just tell how, how their loved one had passed away, the story to remember what had happened, and it was painful to read some of these death stories or the soul pains, and oftentimes what I would read was just moments of people longing for and wanting more explanation of death because it's finality, it's done, and it's hard for us to process. Happy Easter. This, though, is the beginning of why we can say hallelujah. 
This is the beginning, and, and believe me, trust me, we're, we're going to get there. Because some of us, we're, we're thinking about loved ones that we've lost. Well, Jesus says he was walking on earth. I, I kind of like this Jesus guy. I kind of like the stories that are, that are told of Jesus in the Bible and, and how he walked this earth. And, and there's one particular story that I'm thinking of where Jesus was walking. And Martha, one of the, one of the people that Jesus loved, he loved Martha and Mary. And Jesus hears that Martha's brother is dying. And so he begins to go, and as he goes, this brother passes away, and Martha meets him on the road, and Jesus encounters her and says, Martha, Martha, I mourn for you. I know your brother has passed away. And we find what Jesus says in John chapter 11, verses 25 through 26. So if you want to flip over there, great. Or you can just listen to the response of Jesus in John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26, as he's marching and he meets Martha, whose brother has just passed away and is longing and trying to make sense of death and what has just happened. And Jesus, the loving response to Jesus, look what he says to Martha in this spot. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And Whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And he looks at Martha, who's trying to make sense of this side of death, the earth side of death, and says this and asks this, Do you, Martha, believe in me? So why do we sing hallelujah? Why, on this side of earth, when death is so painful, how can we sing hallelujah? I remember there was a time, I can remember it very, very vaguely, or very, very vividly. And because, I don't know if there's a saying, and the saying goes like this, if, if you're an inmate on death row and you're marching to the electric chair or you're marching to whatever that end is that day, the prisoners will get up and as you're marching to your final destination, they will say, dead man walking. Dead man walking, as they know that this prisoner is now going, and they will, they will end, they, their life will end very shortly. So the prisoners say, dead man walking. Put yourself in that spot as you're walking, and people are saying, dead man walking. And put yourself in the, dis- the despair, the hopelessness of that moment when you're walking, you know your end is coming very soon. I can think of the time of my life where I was dead man walking. I didn't know it, though. I, I didn't know it, but I was living for me. I was living for Aaron Havens. I was living for the flashy things of the world. I was living for whatever was there that might entertain me. I can think of these times. Why do we sing hallelujah? Because when we're dead men walking or dead women walking and we're living on our own terms, then this is all we have, our skin, our reality, the experiences we have. But as we read and as Jesus encounters Martha on the road and we read of stories of Jesus and and we see what Jesus encounters, people that are experiencing death, and he says this, I have overcome death. Do you believe in me? Because though you may be a dead man walking, though our time on earth may end tomorrow, if you believe in me and you believe that I have risen from the dead, you will have life and have it eternally. It's so much more than just this moment. It's so much more than just grandma's room downstairs. That may be all I can understand. 
But Jesus stands, he gives us a promise, and says, we are not just men and women that are dead as we walk. If we lock our eyes with Jesus, we have hope. We have meaning. We have purpose. So in this song, it says, dead may be dark, but tomorrow will be not. I'd like us right now, if you would, to turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 55 through 58. And we're going to read these passages. If you have one of the blue Bibles, you can find uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55 on page 665. But I want to speak into this, this death. And I want to speak into why Jesus says that this dead may be dark, but tomorrow will not be. And I want to speak into, we're just not men and women that are dead men walking and dead women walking. But God says, I've come to give you hope. And so as we look in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55, is cause for us as Christians, as followers of Christ, to stand up and begin to applaud. Because it starts and it says this, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your victory? And oh, death, where is your sting? It doesn't exist. Though I might die, I am not just a man or a woman, dead man walking. But as I lock eyes with Jesus Christ, death, you have no sting in my life. Though grandma may die, her soul is with Christ. And we have all reason to celebrate. So look at this. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? And in verse 56, it continues. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. You know what that means? Here's another way of saying it. It means this. For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. So let me read that again. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is a law. And, ver- and continue in verse 57, because this is again where we get to stand and we get to applaud, and we get to say, but, in verse 57, but, thanks be to God who gives, not gave, continues to give. Do you catch that in our life? He continues to give us the victory. How many of you want victory? Okay, he continues to give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 58, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Why, church, can we stand and say, hallelujah? When on earth we experience physical death and we experience mourning and we, we experience these soul pains and these death stories, how can we stand and say hallelujah in the middle of this death? Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Christians, men, women, children, everyone listening, This is Easter. Jesus, God, creator God, was born in a crib and died on a cross and broke the confines of death. 
And when we confess him as Lord, as Romans 10.9 says, you will be saved. Though the body may rot, though the body may die, though our time on earth may end, when we lock eyes with Jesus, he's defeated death on our behalf. And so we celebrate this thing called Easter, and we can stand and we can say, Hallelujah, Jesus, praise be to you, because you've defeated death on our behalf. You've taken the weight of all the sins that we've ever committed and ever will commit on your shoulders, and you died for those. The perfect sacrifice for me and my sins. And all we do is we say, I believe in you, Jesus Christ. And he says, you shall be saved. It's such a basic story. It's such a simple story. And we come along in church world, and we really complicate it. We throw a whole lot of Greek words, a lot of Hebrew words, a whole lot of illustrations. I even have to look good for you to listen to me today. I do look good, though. But we complicate this, and it's not that complicated. Without God, we're broken in death. With God, we have hope and eternal life. Amen. Done. That's it. Hallelujah. That's the story of Easter. Hallelujah. Death, where's your sting? Though I may experience physical death, my soul will be leaping with Christ in eternity. If we have not called Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, then we will, we will experience these wonderful words. The soul hurts. The soul pains. Because we're longing and we're hoping to make sense of death and it won't make sense. Prime Minister of Great Britain, 1941, Winston Churchill. I'm sure you've all heard of Winston Churchill. As he's speaking against the Nazi regime and Germany is taking over in 1941, Winston Churchill gives up and he gives a, a speech to a school that, that the, these men and women are about to graduate, these young students. And this is a school that, oh yeah, by earlier, he almost flunked out of. So he's standing up and he's now giving this speech and he's talking to him. And this is what he says. And Christians, let's put this in our context. This is what he says. Because at this time, Germany's taken over, about ready to wipe them out. Everyone is down and out. It's not looking good. And the prime minister stands up and says this. These are not dark days. These are not dark days. These are great days. The greatest of days our country has ever lived. And we must all thank God that we have been allowed, each of us, according to our stations, to play a part in making these days memorable in the history of our race. As their country is on the verge of defeat, as everything's running over, this man stands up and says, these aren't dark days. These are the best days. Why are we walking around with our tails between our legs? That's not the victory that God has given us, church. As we look around, I don't want to get political, so let's not go there. As we look around and we look at America and we look at the world, if we put our hope in anything other than the love of Jesus Christ, then we will walk around and go, woe is us. These are dark days. Look at death all around us. Look at the despair all around us. But we as Christians, these are not dark days. These are the best days to be alive. Because we have hope. We have future. 
And when the world around us is speaking despair, no, that's not the language we speak. When the world around us is looking to make sense of death, it makes sense to us. When the world around us is in hurt, we have joy. We experience pain. We are humans like everyone else. But we have that one word. Remember that fancy two Greek Hebrew word transliteration thing? Hallelujah. Praise be to the Lord. Verse 58, I want to pause on and we're done. I want to take a couple words and just pause on them. Verse 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast. Church, be steadfast. No matter what comes tomorrow, be steadfast. Immovable. Immovable, church. Don't let the ways of the world distract you. The fads come and go. Be immovable, church, as we focus on Christ. These are the best days to be alive. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. This isn't the church. We are the church. And when we leave here, we're the church. And we're abounding in the work of the Lord as we go and we work at our jobs and we go to college and we drive to Fort Collins and wherever we live, we're abounding in the work of the Lord. And when we do that, we know that our labor is not in vain. This is the great cause of the church. This is why we exist in Greeley, Colorado and call this thing Church Project. So we can remind each other that death has no sting. That our sins have been forgiven. And that we can stand with our hands raised and say, Hallelujah. God was creator, born in a crib, died on a cross, broke the confines of death, and as we confess him as Lord, we stand and say, hallelujah. This is Easter. I want to give us a song to just meditate on, and Weston, if you would, just click those lights out, and I want, I'll come back up and wrap this up in a minute, but can we just meditate on this song and the lyrics of this song and let God speak to your heart during this?
just for a few minutes. Just open and candid. And our cards in the back, those little, those little black cards on the back, it says, we want to change the way people see Christ, Christians in the church. That's not our mission statement. That's, that's just a, a cute little saying. 
And you know what the intention of that is? And even those little cards, the intention of them? It's always just to have a few in our pocket or in our wallet or purse or wherever. Because I don't know how many times I've, I've gotten into a conversation. Someone finds out, oh, I'm a pastor. <laughs> well, I've got a story for you. Pastors used to be really thought highly of. Now, when people find out you're a pastor, you've got a lot of digging to get up to be a normal person. Because when they find out I'm a pastor, there's usually a story behind how a Christian has hurt them, a church has hurt them, judged them. And I'm sorry. I apologize on behalf of church and Christians. We're, we're beggars trying to t- teach other beggars where to find food. We're imperfect. Our intent is not to hurt. Our, t- our intent is to love. Because we've been given the biggest love. Ourselves, we've been given forgiveness and hope. So I apologize that Christians have hurt you, that church has hurt you that you think of church as a bad thing, Christ as a bad thing. I know in a room this size, people listening, Satan wants to confuse us. He wants us to think that we're not worth love, what we've done, what we think. I want to tell you this. Story in the Bible of Peter who's denied Christ and, and Jesus is sitting on a beach and, and Peter is supposed to be the one that's loved him and, and, and been like his buddy, and, but yet he's denied Christ and, and Jesus knows that. And so Jesus is sitting on the beach and sees Peter out in the ocean and says, Hey, Peter, come here. Let's have breakfast together. There's no actions that you have done, any thoughts that you have that discounts you from the love of Christ. Satan wants you to think, though, that Christ does not love you and can't love you wherever you're at, whatever state your life is in right now. It's a lie. See, Jesus knows all the sins we've ever committed, every sin that we will commit. None of us are good enough. And Jesus, on Easter died on the cross and covered our sins with his blood and says come and have breakfast on the beach with me so in this room I want to ask you when you read the Bible and you hear stories of of Easter and, and some of us as we come to church on Christmas and Easter and that's it well it's good to see you it's been a couple months when we hear these stories, what do you what do you think of Jesus? What do you think of Easter? What do you why why are you here? I'll tell you why you're here. Because God's been chasing you down. Even if it's a loved one that drug you here today and made you put on nice clothes. It's not it's not it's not on accident that that happened. God, the creator of everything, has been chasing you down. So I don't know why you're here other than God's hand put you here today. So whatever your past you've experienced with Christ, Christians in the church, 
I apologize for the bad things, but I stand up boldly for the good things and say, that's the love of Christ. The one that covers over everything and gives us hope in the future. That's the love of Christ. And when we speak of the church being steadfast and immovable and abounding in the works of the Lord, that's the love of the Christ. That's the church that I know. That's the church that God is calling us to be a part of. So you're not on the outskirts. God says, I'm standing at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. I want to be part of that life. Would you let me in? So in this room, if you find your place of confusion, let me make it really clear. God loves you. Will you give control of your life to Jesus Christ in here? Some of us, we've been Christians for a long time, and, and, and we kind of go through the motions, and this is where God comes in, and this is where Aaron gets to come in and gets to go, come on, let's go. This is not just temporary. People around us are dying, and they're looking for hope. We have the hope. Let's live it out. Let's go about and let always abounding in the work of the Lord. Let's hand those cards out to people that are hurting. Let's look people in the eyes and say, I know a Savior that loves doesn't condemn, doesn't judge, loves. As we look at him and give our life to Jesus Christ, he says, all your sins are forgiven. But if we never call on that great name, death has much sting for us. So I ask you, would you call on the name of Jesus Christ today? And death won't matter. Response cards. I'm going to give us an opportunity just to respond, and you can do it privately. The name and number, all that is just for communication. We send out an email every Tuesday telling you what's going on in church. We would love to see you at our house churches and everything that we're doing. There's good people here. We're not perfect. We're an ongoing pursuit. We're a project. We're messed up, but we're trying. So if you're part of that, welcome aboard. You're in good company. We're trying to love each other and reflect the love of Jesus Christ in this world. And so we want to do it with you. Would, you. would you do it with us? But on the back of this card, there's prayer requests. Would you guys please write a prayer request down so we can pray for you? Or maybe just put on here, you know, today is the day that I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I said, God, please come into my life. Today's the day that God has been slapping me and waking me up and showing me how much he loves me. And I stand against the lie of Satan in my life. So would you reflect on this? And when you're done, there's an offering box in the back left, a little black thing. You can just slide it in there on your way out. We'll pray for you. We'll contact you if you would like contacted. But the story is this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Death has no sting for those of us that lock our eyes with Jesus and confess with our mouth that he is our Lord. That's why we celebrate Easter. The resurrection has given us life. Because of that, the only way I know how to respond is to praise God together. And so would you, church, stand as we sing praise together.